The Biscuit is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Find out more at queencitypodcastnetwork.com. Hello, Biscuit listeners, and welcome to a freshly baked edition of the Biscuit Podcast, celebrating Charlotte's creativity every week. I'm your host, Andy Goh. On today's show, I spoke with Adam Farber, one of the co-owners of Middle Sea Jazz, a new music venue in Uptown that caters specifically to jazz. Now, what counts as jazz and why open a jazz club when jazz has struggled to find an audience here in Charlotte? I asked those questions and many others to Adam, but before we get into that conversation, I just want to remind you to give us a call or text on the Biscuit Hotline, 704-835-0192. That's 704-835-0192. We've got a lot of great things planned for 2020 and beyond for this podcast, and we want to know what you're interested in. Do you want to hear more coverage of local musicians like Noel Friedline and Maria Howe? Do you want to hear more coverage of local events like Ola Charlotte or Talking Walls? Or did you dig the long-form interviews we've done with the Haas brothers and others? Just leave us a 30-second message or text us at 704-835-0192. Once again, that's 704-835-0192. All right, that's it for that. Enjoy my conversation with Adam Farber. All right, Biscuit listeners, welcome back to the Biscuit CLT podcast. I'm your host, Andy Goh, and I'm joined here today by Adam Farber, one of the co-owners of Middle Sea Jazz uh, Jazz Club. Adam, what's going on? How you doing? Excited to be here with you on the podcast. Man, I'm excited to have you here with us, too, because I'll tell you what, since the moment that I've heard about Middle Sea Jazz, I have been really excited for what you guys are bringing here to the table. In this city, it always seems like people are concerned with the return on investment first and making sure that they don't get, you know, they're not going to do anything unless they know that they can get 10% on it, and which is what makes the decision, the the move here to open Middle Sea so bold and and daring and just for that fact itself i'm really enjoying it well thank you i appreciate that this is and well said this is definitely a uh, a passion project this is um started and driven for a passion for music uh passion for the city of charlotte that uh, my father and i who's the co-owner of this uh venture uh, both love and are both from original natives from charlotte and so we you know <clears throat> Obviously, we went into this with uh, full intentions of, of being prosperous and doing well and succeeding. But uh, as you mentioned, it wasn't something that we jumped into because we have to have X return and et cetera, right? And so um, it really was a, a project built out of passion uh, for the city and adding to the culture of this culture of the city uh, and trying to help um, uh, leave our part and our legacy of a of Charlotte and making it that kind of world class destination that we we want it to be. We know it, and it is, and it's on its way, right? So, um, you know, we're really excited about it. So, um, so let's talk about uh, let's talk about jazz. Let's talk about the art form of jazz. Now, why did you decide? Why did y'all decide to make this a jazz specific club? Well, I think you know jazz musicians are uh, are so extremely talented, and and their uh, creativity, their knowledge of 
of music, uh, the fusion of all different types of music that they understand and can and package into one memorable moment on stage. Um, so from a musician standpoint, we felt that there is no better musician in the world than a jazz musician who, who has those different elements to draw from and then perform. Um, you know, kind of uh, dovetailing off that question, one of the really kind of really cool things that that I've seen through this process is the outreach from the musical community and the amount of outreach that we get on a daily basis without asking for it from musicians who want a place to play, who are anxious to come to our place and perform in front of folks. There is a real, as you alluded to earlier in the conversation, there's a shortage of, of places for artists and musicians to go express themselves, and especially jazz musicians. And so that's another reason why we picked this genre was, be, to, was because, you know, it's coming from music lovers and people that understand music and have a music background. And so providing a home for musicians and jazz artists was a really important factor for us. So, I mean, again, the, just the outreach from the musical community, uh, has been amazing. We, you know, we didn't, we weren't, we're not, you know, blasting out emails and texts and calls to folks. Hey, we need someone to come play here. Please come fill a night. It's literally every day folks. Hey, here's my, uh, here's my group. Here's my link to my YouTube page. Here's my, um, you know, uh, um, album, whatever it is, right? Take a listen. We'd love to come play. We're going to be in town this day, you know, whatever it is, right? So it's just been really cool to see that side of it. I did not expect that going into it. And that's really been one of the pleasant surprises of this whole process. Let's talk a little bit about the space here that we're at. And we're recording this right here on the on the floor here of Middle Sea Jazz. It's, it's my first time in here as well. So I'm actually really excited just to see this place. I can tell that a lot of thought attention to detail and um, like you said you were very I, I can tell very intentional from the musician standpoint about everything that you've put up in here so if I'm a first-time visitor to Middle C and I'm coming here for the Friday night show uh, first time what can I expect as I walk through the door sure, you're gonna expect great service people that are dedicated and passionate to music taking care of you, people that understand music and want you to enjoy it in the best possible setting that we can provide. When we, um, you know, when we started out in this process, again, with the music background and our love for music, we did this for, for music and put all of our, uh, a large majority of our resources into the sound of the room, into the speakers, into the lighting, uh, into the acoustical treatment in the space. So, we want to be we want people to come here for the music we want it to be a music club we offer great drinks we offer a limited food menu uh and we want folks to enjoy that and love that but number one thing that's going to get we think that's going to get folks coming back is is the music room the music itself the artist and how we project their music out to the room so yeah that's uh that's the goal I, and again, this room, if I could kind of visually describe it, it looks like it's about a uh, hundred feet wide by about uh, fifty feet deep. Forty-five hundred square feet, all in. I was gonna say, you know the actual numbers. <laughs> I should have just asked you first. It, yeah, it's about forty-five hundred square feet, all in, which encompasses the the um, the seating area with our our tabletops, the stage, uh, the 
back of the house, the backstage area, which serves as our green room. And then we do have a uh, small kitchen, office, uh, and restroom on the backside, and then our bar and ticket wheel car area. So uh, all of that combined is about 4,500 square feet. So. Uh, but in the music room here, obviously, the all the seating is directed towards the stage. The stage is elevated by about a foot. And, of course, the signature piece on the stage and within the whole establishment here is uh, the Yamaha piano. So can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, that's an amazing Yamaha piano that uh, our amazing staff was able to uh, find for us, I believe in the Midwest, I think it was in Ohio. Um, and, uh, you know... And real quick, I should say that, that, that the, the piano is a C7, which is the industry standard yeah, for... It's a, it's a badass piano. Yeah. It's, just, it's just, it's a badass piano. So you don't just go down to Howard Music <laughs> on Park Road Shopping Center and pick one of these up. That's that's exactly right. That's exactly right. There was a lot of time, energy, and process put into getting that here and getting that assembled and in, in its permanent home. You know, we uh, as we did a lot of our due diligence traveling around the country here and going to clubs and talking with club owners, you know, one of the things we found in a lot of places was that the centerpiece of all of, of the club, the centerpiece of the stage was a, a beautiful piano. And you know, while not every artist uses a piano in their lineup, uh, the majority of them do. And so, you know, we wanted to we wanted to make that bad boy uh, a permanent fixture that people would go wow when they walked in the room. And so, it sounds great. And uh, you guys will have to come. Uh, Check it out and hear it for yourself. <laughs> it's the only way to get it going, right? And I would like to say, like, hey, can we hear it? But I certainly can't play anything. I don't know if you can. Yeah, no, I, I, no, we're not going to do that. So let's not <laughs> let's not disrespect the piano sound by trying to fumble around on that. So all right, good call, good call. Um, but it's a great room. It's uh, you've got curtains all over the place. I can tell this is acoustically a very sound room. It's going to represent the sound so well. So tell me a little bit about Middle Sea Jazz Club and where it's located. Yeah, absolutely. So Middle Sea Jazz uh, is located at 300 South Brevard Street. We are on the corner of MLK and Brevard, uh, directly across the street from the Convention Center and the NASCAR Hall of Fame. Uh, we are the bottom floor uh, retail portion of a larger office building um, that Wells Fargo is uh, a tenant in. Um, we, you know, we really like this location for a few simple reasons. You know, we, one, we wanted to be uptown. We, we felt it was a necessity to be uptown to capitalize on uh, the tourism, the, the economy uptown, the, the, the business and client uh, travel that goes on uptown, right? And um, we also wanted to be uh, uptown, uh, again, away though from some of the other stuff that is here. We didn't want to be at the epicenter. We didn't want to be at, you know, the Fifth Street Bar District. We wanted to be a destination for folks to get to and make it as easy as possible to get to us, right? Um, you know, we're located on the light rail. Um, again, we're on the corner right across from the Convention Center uh, in Hall of, Hall of Fame. So there's, it's an easy landmark for folks to find. We've got a great parking deck in our building that folks can park in and access to our space directly. So, you know, um, that, that's, that was the genesis of why we picked this location. 
the space itself provided a great open shell to work with. There were no sight line issues, which was a big deal for us when finding a space. We didn't want there to be columns, and uh, we wanted every seat in the house to have a good view of the stage and uh, not let any type of structural issues get in the way of that. Um, we have a great loading dock in the back of our space. That may not uh, seem like a big deal to the average uh, person listening, but you know, from a music and artist standpoint, it was a big deal to have a loading dock and that back access point on this space for artists to be able to load, unload easily and uh, access the space easily. So those are some of the reasons why we chose uh, this space. And you're not too far away from the light rail either. Absolutely. We're right on the third street, uh, Stonewall, uh, third street light rail uh, stop. So. so you got parking, you got light rail access. Sounds like there's no excuses for people to be here. Right. Um, so let's talk about the club itself. And so Middle C is devoted to jazz three nights a week. Um, so Middle C is devoted to jazz, but in today's world, jazz is such a, a broad term. And the reason we love jazz is because it encompasses a lot of different genres of music that we can build on and attract folks to our club. There's international jazz, there's classical jazz, there's R&B, there's soul, there's funk, there's blues. There's a whole host of different types of genres of music. And that's why we pick jazz. We have a love for jazz, but we have a love for all different types of music. And having the ability to keep audiences fresh, have new um, artists from all different areas come into our space. That was really the, the, you know, the reason why we picked that area to try and focus on. What clubs, what notable clubs have you modeled Middle C after? Yeah, we've tried to, we've honestly tried to take um, kind of the best of what we, we saw uh, from all over and put it into this. Um, we, we had a great trip to uh, Blues Alley in uh, D.C., uh, where where we learned a lot, you know, we went up to uh, the Jazz Kitchen in Indianapolis and uh, experienced uh, that. Um, Blue Note in New York is another one we went to uh, that um, we tried to take from some of the items from. There's a club in Chicago called Andy's Jazz Club uh, in River North area that is a fantastic club. We met with the owners there. Um, uh, there is a, uh, I believe the Jazz Corner in Hilton Head. If I said that wrong, I'm sorry about that. But Jonathan went down there uh, and visited that club. He also went up to Boston to a club called Skewlers uh, and tried to take some of their processes and, and uh, modeling and moved it down here. So there's been, uh, there's been a lot of that and um, a lot of that research. So we try to kind of take a little bit of the, of the best from each club, from the positioning of the room, the setup of the room, the seating of the room, um, what not to do, what try to do. You know, a lot of what we learned about the food and beverage side came from some of these clubs, um, artist routing, uh, the, the, the setup for artists in the back of the house, what they need, what they want, what they ask for, stuff like that. So, Well, I, can, I, I really appreciate the intentionality that went into this space. I, I'm a firm believer that if you want to be great, you have to emulate what the greats do. And so by going out and getting not just one place or two places input, but a whole slate of different places across the East Coast. I mean, that shows a dedication that, again, that, that has a lot of faith and gives me a lot of faith in what you guys are doing. Talk about the inspiration behind this. Let's go way, way yeah. back. Yeah. So before you even planned anything. Sure. Um, now, your father has uh, some history in music here in the area here. 
um, yeah, that was that was really the starting point for all of this. My dad has um, been in the music business since he was uh, 15. He um, paid his way through college playing in a band. He's been in a uh, he plays the piano. Um, and then he took his passion for uh, playing music and turned it into a business when he helped uh, start in uh, a company called East Coast Entertainment. Uh, they're a full-service booking agency uh, with locations up and down the East Coast and all over the country right now. So I believe 16 to 17 locations. Um, they do everything from uh, booking bands to corporate parties to uh, fraternity parties to you know um, concert uh, events all over. So he has a he's been doing that for 40 plus years um, and we'll be retiring actually from that job at the end of this year. Um, so he has a, a deep roots in this city in the music world. Um, on top of the East Coast Entertainment uh, Company, he started a, a music club called Music with Friends 11 years ago in Charlotte um, that has three shows per year, per year at the McGloin Theater. Uh, with amazing artists like Jackson Brown, Steely Dan, Aretha Franklin, um, the list goes on and on. Yeah. Really cool event. Uh, he has also been involved with Alive for Five for multiple years. It's been in Charlotte. So long story short, we didn't just jump into this with with uh, with not having the musical experience. Um, on top of that, my, my, my brother, younger brother, works with him in East Coast today. My aunt is a very well-known jazz photographer in New York City. She's been doing that for 30-plus years. Her whole life's work is devoted to jazz and to music and, uh, and documenting that through photography. So, um, you know, uh, and then me, I'm just a music lover and a, a follower of music. Um, I don't – I. I think the musical talent passed me over, right? But, uh, but the passion for it uh, definitely didn't. And so, um, you know, because of all those reasons, we felt like we had the the foundation and the support to to jump into this. Sure. You guys opened uh, just about a month ago, correct? Uh, November first, November second okay. was our Saturday. November second, I believe, was our very first night. Um, and uh, we had uh, Noah Friedline and Maria Howell, who are uh, absolutely amazing. They're friends of ours, and they're just the, some of the best artists you'll ever find. And we're so lucky to have them in our backyard and, uh, uh, you know, be, be natives. Or not natives, but be here in our backyard to uh, hopefully be regulars here. So we had them the first night. So um, real quick, I've, I've, I actually interviewed them for this podcast, too, and they oh, are fantastic cool. yeah, people. Yeah. I love them. Uh, but why did you choose them? I mean, I know you said well, that, you know. Maria's ties to Gast being from Gastonia, we wanted, you know, because this is a club built by locals, and we wanted to, while we want folks from all over the country to come here when they're visiting Charlotte, we want our core to be local, and that's important to us. So we felt like there was no better person to kick off this club than Maria. And we want Maria and Noel to be uh, regulars here for a long time to come. So we wanted to kind of set that tone up front. Um, you know, selfishly, we knew that they draw folks. They have a big crowd. And so we knew we could get folks here the first night if we had them. And we just know how incredibly talented they are. And we wanted to kick it off with the best possible group that we could while maintaining the things I just mentioned. Mm -hmm. And so they were a perfect fit. We, um, you know, it was very, like any, a lot of projects uh, that involve construction and a lot of planning. It was very stressful, but we got it done. We got our certificate of occupancy um, literally three days before we were set to open. So we crammed 
three months of work into basically th- three three months, maybe a little over the top, you know, one to two months of work into three days mm-hmm. to get this place open. So, um, but we did it. You know, we got we got going. And while it, you know, while for us who are perfectionists and and have lived this for so long, we could you know nitpick at certain things that weren't right. You know, we. Uh, we hope that the the folks that came here for the first time still are able to appreciate it and love it. And so, man, it was uh, it was stressful, exciting, nervous, happy. You know, all these full range of emotions. <laughs> uh, well, tell me about a moment in that night where you felt like, okay, we're here oh, and we're doing that's, this. That's easy. That's when the music started. I remember when Maria started singing. Um, I forget which tune it was, but there was one of her great, great songs they do uh, when she was just killing it. And you could look out in the crowd and really see folks engaged, smiling, happy. Um, That was it. You know, it's pretty simple. That was it. The music was playing, you know, as as stressful as it was. uh, And just like a lot of things in life, in my opinion, music, music solves a lot of problems and music can make folks feel a lot better. And uh, that's exactly what it did for me that evening. Have you had a chance to uh, slow down, catch your breath? Yes, yes, <laughs> and, and that's a that's a long uh, long answer, but in short, yes. <laughs> so down the road, are uh, would you be open to uh, opening up Middle C to different forms of music? Well, I think again, as we touched earlier on in the conversation, you know, uh, jazz is a very large; it's an all-encompassing word, and there's so many different subsets that fall under that. So, we are totally open to you know, uh, funk bands, soul bands, blues bands. Uh, uh, groups. Last weekend, we had a, a great Cuban jazz band that was here. That was fantastic. Um, we, you know, so the answer is yes. We want to kind of keep it within the within the lanes of the all-encompassing word of jazz. Um, but we are very much open and want to and feel it's a necessity to have diversity in our artist lineup. Now, I don't see this, you know, becoming a uh, rock and roll bar, right, or club. I don't, you know, I don't see it, um, uh, you know, uh, taking that kind of direction where we have a rock band one night, a rap band one night, a, a bluegrass band one night. Um, that's not why we did it, right? Um, but again, I think we have such a wide range of diversity in our artists underneath the jazz headline that we can really keep audiences hungry for more and coming back. Absolutely. Um, jazz, like you mentioned, is such a diverse sort of genre. It can be so many different things. So it does give you a lot of room. Uh, when I was at the Beckler, obviously, Ziad's quartet would put on a new show each month and feature either a different artist, a different style, a different instrument. The, and, and rarely were those repeated. So there was there's always this well, well of uh, great music under the jazz umbrella that they could pull from. That's exactly right. Ziad's the man. We love Ziad. He's he's uh, been a family friend for a long time, and he's one of the the players in Charlotte in in moving uh, jazz forward in the music community. He's a great guy, and he's he's helping us here with uh, help you know uh, find artists and and uh, and perform here. So he's he's a tremendous asset. And to that point, um, you know, we want to have. Uh, nights where we have jazz artists come in, but they do covers. Like we have, I think coming up in January, we have a full weekend of a of a Stevie Wonder uh, set where we'll have a group come in and they're gonna do all of Stevie Wonder, but within in in in, uh, in their jazz specific uh, 
tone per se, right? Um, we've got a Charlie Brown Christmas coming up next weekend. Um, Jazz's Fish is coming in January, who, who, which will be a very uh, fun event. Uh, they're dedicated to just fish music, but yet it's going to be, again, covers of a specific band, but with a jazz tone. So we're going we're gonna to continue to grow those areas and grow those type of popular genres that people know and can identify with, whether it's, you know, jazz is the Beatles or whatever it may be, uh, to help, again, educate people on the music and the sounds that, you can, you know, these artists can produce. So you're providing a little bit of an entry point for those exactly people. Right. right. That's exactly right. You nailed it. It's an entry point for folks that may be a little unsure. They don't know what jazz is. You know, we get that question a lot. Well, I don't know if I like jazz. I don't know, you know, what is jazz, et cetera. Well, I think it's, a, it's one of the ways we hope, as you said it perfectly, to, to uh, kind of the baby pool, the baby steps for folks to come in the doors and get them in the doors and say, hey, I I love Stevie Wonder. I love, I love Fish. I love the Beatles. You know, whatever it is, um, but hear it in a different sound. Right, one that you know exudes kind of what jazz is. The different chord changes, the improvisation. That's why that Fish as jazz shows. Yeah, jazz. Uh, that that sounds really interesting because Fish is obviously so built off of improvisation as is jazz. So that's a really cool show that uh, I'll definitely be looking forward to. Charlotte, of course, has been a city that has been a little bit maligned, we'll say, with live music, especially in the last 10 to 15 years or so. We've had the closing of places like the Double Door, Chop Shop, uh, Tremont Music Hall and what and, and others, and this consolidation towards all the Live Nation uh, venues as well. So live music has... has um, had a bit of a struggle here in Charlotte, and particularly when it comes to jazz. Uh, the the last jazz-specific venue outside of the Double Door, which of course did a lot of great jazz shows, but was the Jazz Cellar, right. which I know that your father uh, and Jonathan Gelman, right. your director, uh, you know, ran at the time too. Uh, but that was what? Uh, that was from about 83 to 93, approximately. It was a 10-year period. Um, yeah, from yeah 83 to like 93 so it's you know 20 plus years now it's uh it's it, uh, has not been open right um but yeah we're very excited to have jonathan on board to be our director and help us uh, establish and run this venue and help bring back some of that uh some of those feelings and, and vibes and culture that he helped start in this city i mean he was the Jonathan and his dad were the original guys to have the first kind of successful jazz room uh, in Charlotte, right? And, um, you know, from from day one, we knew that we couldn't do this without his guidance, without his assistance, without his background and knowledge. You know, while there's been a big gap in between the time he's was operating uh, to today, and many things have changed. A lot of stuff hasn't changed as well, right? There's still some things that have stayed the same. And so we want to build on his knowledge, but at the same time, you know, uh, adapt with him in this new setting. So we're, we're so excited to have Jonathan on board and uh, everything he brings from his creativity to his knowledge of the jazz world with uh, his knowledge of the artistic community in Charlotte, his connections with, the, with, with that community is really important to us. And so uh, again, without Jonathan, uh, you know, this wouldn't be possible. Talk to me a little bit about why you think it is that jazz has struggled a little bit here in Charlotte, and especially live jazz. Why has it not caught on here, the city that is, of course, trying to be world-class and have, has all these things? Live jazz should be a no-brainer, but it's, it's, it's taken a long time and, and some bold moves on you and your family's part to make it happen. Why do you think that is? Yeah, it's a great question. I think that 
um, you know, there have been, there are certain uh, venues and, and groups that are helping to, to move jazz along in this city, like the Beckler, like the Jar, <coughs> excuse me, the Jazz Arts Initiative um, that have uh, monthly uh, events and, and series and are doing a lot for this community. Um, but there really hasn't been, like you said, a dedicated room for jazz uh, on a regular basis. And you know, I think I think I don't have the exact answer to be honest for you why there hasn't been one, but I think a lot of it has to do with uh, the maturity of the city in, in its whole and the growth of this city. I think, you know, as we talked about becoming a world of class city, you know, we're we're starting to attract these major events, and we're having, you know, what is it, seventy or eighty folks a day move to this city from all over the country, and the different industries that are moving here, and different corporations that are coming, and the diversity is starting to build in this. City and it, what it has been building, but it's it continuing to build, and so I think with that, and with that growth, comes an, a passion for finding uh, new music venues, finding new uh, um, ways for folks to go out and and experience live music, right? And so I think a lot of it has to do with the timing of the city itself. And we're we're hoping, we're betting that that our timing aligns with the city of Charlotte's timing, and can help make it a very you know successful uh, venture. So. It, it's that's not the kind of question that you can answer with one nice, neat little uh, sentence. Of course, uh, there's a multitude of reasons, and wh- whether or not, or, or whatever the reasons are, the fact that people like yourself and your father and Jonathan that are here and are pushing the scene forward with almost a blatant disregard for uh, conventional wisdom. Right. I, to me, that's 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 all that matters is that we have people here that are here and doing the work and are throwing caution to the wind because we, you know, we're not going to create anything special if we don't take some risks. Right. Well, thank you for saying that because it's you, you know, you don't. We didn't want to. Uh, uh, while we have every intent of succeeding, we didn't want to uh, look back um, down the road and not be able to sleep at night because we couldn't. We didn't follow our passion, our dream to make this a reality. So we we uh, we absolutely. F- we, we, we had to do it, you know, we had to move forward, so. Let's talk about moving forward with Middle C. Let's talk about the kind of artists that you want to bring in. Now, we talked a little bit about that, uh, about how you're, you know, you want to keep it under the jazz umbrella, but that's a wide definition uh, with the jazz umbrella. So um, talk to me a little bit about some of the acts that you have coming up and who you're looking to book. Yeah, so, um, you know, we're really excited about some of our coming artists that we already have booked and some we want to chase. But starting in January, we've got a uh, group called Fifth in York coming. They're a um, kind of an R&B jazz soul group coming that we're really excited about. Um, as, I, as I mentioned, we've got Jazz's Fish coming on January 11th, uh, which is going to be uh, a lot of fun and kind of, um, you know, our, our first covers type group coming into the space that uh, folks are going to get really uh, hopefully excited for. Um, we've got a great uh, local group called the Ron Brindle Quartet that have been in Charlotte for a long time and have a great following, so we want to continue to have folks like that. Yeah, and then another one really uh, one to note is uh, Steve Tyrell. So Steve Tyrell is a Grammy Award-winning um, producer and vocalist. Um, it, on our website, I think we have him dubbed as like a renaissance man. He plays at the Carlisle in New York uh, during the holidays, he travels all over the world, but, um, he has really gained a lot of attention and a lot of, uh, excitement this early on. He's coming in March for like, I think it's 
four or five days in a row, four days in a row he's coming in March. Um, you know, he, uh, so he's really kind of generated a lot of buzz uh, in the community as well. So, but again, as I said, the list is, is going to continue to grow. We want to, we want to, there are going to be also times where we, we're going to, you know, announce an artist maybe a week in advance because, hey, you know, we, we got a call from XYZ manager that said, listen, we're in Atlanta one day. Uh, we've got to be in DC the next. We've got a two day gap. We'd love to, we'd love to route through Charlotte. Can you, can y'all fit us in on this night? Right. And, uh, if we feel like they will uh, draw folks here and get folks excited, then we're going to try and do it. So we're we're uh, we're kind of it's, that's the really fun part is the artist outreach, planning the logistics behind uh, routing and and you know Jonathan is as we mentioned earlier, Jonathan's really handling a lot of that for us along with uh, my dad who obviously has that background with East Coast Entertainment. Those are the pros. Those are the guys that are experienced in it and know what they're doing and what the artists need and, and, and all that, that everything that goes with it. So. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, what you guys pull out uh, because uh, this is just a fantastic place to, uh, I can tell it's a fantastic place to see a show. And I can also tell that you guys are going for artists that just, you know, you're not going to see uh, at the film or, or something right. like that. That's yeah, that's exactly right. While, you know, again, we love all the different venues that are here and we miss the venues that aren't here. We uh, we want all those ventures and venues to be successful and to continue to build the music scene. We want to be one cool piece in that whole puzzle of the music scene in Charlotte and, uh, uh, you know, um, uh, mesh with these other groups. And, and you know, and when an artist is in town and they're playing at the Spectrum Center, you know, if, whoever it may be. We shoot. We hope they come, you know, walk down the road and, and want to come hear some jazz after the show, or maybe pop up on stage. You know, there's. I think we we've got a lot of big ambitions for for fun stuff like that. Absolutely. Well, um, Adam, I'm really uh, uh, thankful that you had time here to sit down with us um, and speak about Middle Sea Jazz. And before we wrap up, I want to give you a chance to uh, let our listeners know where they can find out more about Middle Sea and stay up to date with all the concerts coming up, buy tickets, all that good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, thank you for having me at first. I appreciate it. And, uh, I'm ex you know, thank you for what you're doing to help the creative community in Charlotte and advance that. It's important to all of us, so thank you. Um, <clears throat> but you can find us at middlecjazz.com. Uh, that'll have a full lineup of artists, our calendar on there, uh, so you can get all the info you need there. You can buy tickets there. Uh, you can sign up for our mailing list on middlecjazz.com, which will uh, get you in the know on what's going on. Uh, we're also offering a really cool um, uh, membership uh, for folks. It's called the Baby Grand Membership, and there's more info on our website about that as well. Um, while you don't have to have a membership to come to our club, we're offering this this uh, Baby Grand membership to folks to help build our base, to help get folks excited about the room. We're offering vouchers for tickets. We're offering, offering discounted tickets, uh, free uh, free discounted hotel rates, uh, newsletter, a hat, a, uh, a personalized membership card. Um, free parking. So uh, some incentives to sign up. Uh, and right now till the end of the year, I believe it's like $300 for an annual membership. So all that can be on our website, uh, middlecjazz.com. Adam Farber, co-owner of Middle Sea Jazz Club. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks again to Adam Farber of Middle Sea Jazz for speaking with me. And of course, thank you, the listener, for tuning in to the Biscuit Podcast. 
That's all the time we have for today's episode of The Biscuit. Remember to subscribe to The Biscuit CLT Podcast for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Please leave us a rating and a review so that other creative charlatans can hear about us, or better yet, just tell them yourselves. Call us or text us at 704-835-0193. That's 704-835-0193. And leave us a 30-second message or text with your questions about creativity in the Queen City. We'll use the best messages on a future episode of the Biscuit CLT Podcast. Finally, get the scoop on Charlotte's creative scene delivered straight to your inbox every week by subscribing to the Biscuit email newsletter. Do that now at BiscuitCLT.com. The Biscuit Podcast is produced by Tim Miner, Matt Olin, and Andy Goh. Music by Harvey Cummings. <laughs>